0: Welcome to Newsworthy with Norisworthy. Get ready for some awesome. <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, welcome back to the show. Today we have, for the first time, Christine Kane. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Luke. It's my honor to be with you.
0: <laughs> what you didn't hear is like the, like the music before the podcast is uh, I've got a friend of mine who did a voiceover for it and she says, get ready for some awesome. <laughs> and I know your thing is like enunciating the word Awesome. Correctly. And it's always (laughs) get ready for some awesome, like a a good Texas person would say it. Today we have like the official... Aussie pronunciation.
1: Aussie. And it's not Aussie. It's Aussie. Aussie. You Americans. It's always, it's okay. It's Aussie and we say awesome. Oh, yeah. I,
0: yeah. I don't, I don't have that. I, I can't do the awesome correct. Like into the accent. I, I've also done research that like push ups are your thing.
1: I could do, I could drop we, 50 We, right we now. could do
0: push ups after. I mean, it'd be kind of a bad podcast. Cause you, cause they wouldn't see it. All I, they would hear is like me, like breathing heavy at the end. How many it. can you do? I mean, I can keep up with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm not I'm, even going to go there okay. I just, like i I can, I can do it i mean I, I you would do it even if it was the last thing you did on the earth no I mean,
0: <laughs> I, i'm fine for a woman to beat me like I, I i was a a track athlete and um like the best thing I ever did in my track career was get a friend of mine who was came to Uh, college on like a uh, sprinter scholarship I was like hey I was a pole vaulter I said hey you should be a pole vaulter and within a year she qualified for the Olympic trials and she ended up winning a couple national championships and guess what I introduced her to her husband as well come on so that's my best athletic accomplishment is and so I'm, I'm fine to lose to a woman I'm just saying I'm not going to lose to you in push-ups. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, pro- you won't lose to me. Don't worry. I'm, like I would lose to you a lot of things.
1: No, no, but I'm not anywhere near as good as anyone thinks. I just make sure that I conveniently stop just before I'm going to drop That's dead. Smart. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Do you,
0: do you still swim?
1: Uh, no, but I do. I do work out every day. Like, okay. At 51, you know, you need to to travel as much as I do. So you, you I gotta do work. elliptical and I run.
0: Okay. Because yeah. I get into swimming as I got older. It's like you know, everything hurts. And so like swimming's great, but you've given it up.
1: Nothing well, I gave it up because it's just not practical when you travel as much as I do. There's not always a pool to do laps in. Um, my husband gave up swimming the day he got engaged to me. Yeah, because I was, <laughs> so was he stalked you. I mean, he stalked me at the pool at six in the morning. Yeah. Um, came every day and uh, he was in there actually by 5.30. So by the time I got there at six, he looked like he was you, like... He had a nice pump you know, going. Phelps, he was like happening. And then um, he he we got engaged and he stopped. Like unbelievable. But I, like I thought as a... Oz, am I Aussie? Aussie, you've got Z. it, mate. That's it. As an Aussie,
0: you would just like go swim in the ocean and no, do all don't that. No, I like sharks. F- but you're Aussie, don't you? Oh, have like Aussies
1: some- do. All my friends surf and have got their shark story. I like to stay alive. You know, it's yeah. like I'm not. I'm not going to go out there. I like. I do laps in pools. So if I'm in a place where uh, there is a pool, I love it because I've got to say, you know, my body's feeling my age. So you're smart. If I was in one location, I would definitely join. Mm. Um, a swim team because I love it, I, what it does for your lungs, what it does, you know, no. and you do your arms and legs, everything's done. Okay, here's you know, the deal.
0: Next it. time you're in Austin, Texas, yeah. you and your husband come to our pool, my daughters and I will we'll do a, a family workout together in the pool. Okay. We'll make that happen. Killer.
1: Okay, that's, yeah. you've got a deal. Okay. I come to Austin a lot. Do you really? Yeah, I love Austin. What Because you- um, well, what I used to come, well, I have um, a friend of mine, uh, Joe and Laurie Champion have got a church called oh, Celebration yeah, no, yeah, Church. yeah, I was just there. So, yeah, I speak there at least once, often twice a year um and the if gathering has hosted its events at um austin so i, I come down Jen, jenny allen did she you do that there, this was, sh- yeah i just you, did that now i was just there i was there too i was
0: like the one guy in the back our friend annie downs yes she was there and so i brought one of my daughters to cheer annie on come and on. uh so i was like the one guy sitting up in the wow. like stage right
1: you like been, that- you're very game some testosterone in the room i spoke on the first night I I was I, the last speaker on the first night, on the Friday night.
0: I think Annie went like on Saturday. Yeah, so. she did. She
1: was Saturday, and I did Friday night. So we that's missed right. show, Next yeah. time, yeah, maybe.
0: Okay, next time we'll we'll do the uh, swim swim team. Absolutely. Uh, you have a new book out, and I'll be real honest. I found out about this podcast last night when I was starting another podcast, <laughs> and so like surprised I didn't read your book overnight. Uh,
1: you uh, know, I thought you're a speed reader. You could just done I, that. Come on. I,
0: I like to read the books of the people I do the podcast, but this one was Unexpected, which is fitting since
1: the name of your book title <laughs> is... Unexpected. There it is. Come on, there couldn't have been a better better segue. That, that was, was a, awesome. That, that was awesome. A gr- awesome. <laughs> awesome.
0: I, don't, I still feel like I'm doing it wrong.
1: Now you've got it. You, awesome.
0: Do you know Jared McKenna from... He
1: lives in Perth. No, uh, I know of him. I haven't had the pleasure to meet him, but okay. i
0: heard he, legendary things. <laughs> he, sa- uh, he said something about being... Oh that's You're just a silly Non uh, There's some word For a colloquialism And he's Oh it's just a, a nice thing Aussies say about People from them And I was like Oh that's nice And then someone else oh, no. Says it's like a dumpster Like I'm a Do you know the word I'm talking about it, mm, I, I forget what it is
1: Not a wheelie bin
0: It, it, it might have been that Anyway But it's along those lines. I just feel like You're not going to do that to me You're not going to call me Some name no. That I'm going to find out On the internet Is a, neat, a mean thing
1: No I, because No this goes to Way too many people Yeah, that's I might think it, but uh, (laughs) and that is a lie, actually, in the in the thirty five minutes that I've known you I actually really really like you, so I've got well, nothing but positive things to say. Uh, that's honestly, hard.
0: and part of it is because we dress the same. I just black. noticed that. You,
1: I was going to look. at You have got the Aussie uniform, mate, because <laughs> I've called it the, like the Hillsong black, and, oh, no, no. and, the, and you know the Carl Lentz boots and the jeans, and the, you, you've got it. You've got the whole thing happening. You could play yep. in the Hillsong worship team. That's all I'm. Uh, I don't know. No tattoos. No, no sorry, I, doesn't work. No, I don't have the Carl tattoos. No, or, Carl or Joel that. tattoos. Or the glasses. Yes, the Justin glasses. No, they None of those. No, the Justin glasses. (laughs) Did you come them? (laughs) When I saw
0: Carl, he had like a big black eye from like playing hoops or something. No doubt. No doubt. I, I don't. I don't want to do that. No, like, no. Not me. I do
1: wear the Hillsong black, but uh, no, I, I don't have tattoos. And at my age, it would just look... I don't also uh, look really bad. I also don't sing. Do you know how secure you have to be as a woman at Hillsong <laughs> to have been on that team for 30 years and not sing? Because people, like, I could see their disappointment. And, and they're just like... They, I get the microphone and they're like, awesome. This is like... You know, awesome. Brooks, Brooks' older sister Or Dar- Darlene Check's younger sister Like really, she she's just going to sing But you know, if I was to sing Oceans They'd all drown, so it's not going to happen <laughs> you don't so, before, you? so it's That's not so It's joke. not going to happen um, And so They don't really know you what to do, do that. with me I'm like, honey, I can talk I can yeah. preach till the cows come home But, but uh, you can't I can't sing can't. I am on about 30 albums though I, I like to tell people that my my voice Maybe the microphones were not on But I am in the crowd So I have perfect That counts, yeah. Been on 30 Hillsong albums, all that have got, you know, number one bestsellers. So I. I, Do do you get some of that, like royalties from Oceans? I I don't think so. I think in the spirit realm, I do. You know, Uh there's a reward, there's an eternal reward (laughs) Mm -hmm. there. I like to save things up for eternity. Some people are going to. They get all their accolades here on earth, so mm. there are no eternal rewards for them. Yeah, but yeah. I know that when I walk into the kingdom that I'm going to have many You're stored, st- stored because up because I of humbly didn't receive any royalties here on earth that's for very, all of those number one singles. I mean, dare I say that's Christ-like. That is very, yeah. and very Can Christ-like. Joel's dad sing? Uh, Brian? Yeah, uh, you know, he's very musical. I think he wrote like one of the first, first songs, go back 35, 36 really? years old. Um, yep, and I, I, you, the beat was like awesome. It was on this cassette tape called Spirit and Truth, and I'm part of the Dinosaur era of Hillsong, um, that uh, you know. So I I remember that the cassette tape, and we used to have a a closet called Power Ministry International, (laughs) and there was nothing international about us in (laughs) the little (laughs) suburb of Sydney we were in. But we were international anyway. Yeah, that's it. Power Ministry International. But we were full of vision. We Mm -hmm. were full of purpose. And you know what? People may have laughed then, but. Here we are. It's turned today. out well. That's all I'm saying. So he, okay,
0: so Joel's dad is on. Very musical. Okay. He's a drummer. Oh, okay. He never hasn't
1: done it in like, but back in the day. That's his thing. Um, that's his thing. And so it's no wonder that all his kids, I mean, when you see like Joel and Laura with Young and Free, um, I don't know that Ben's inherited that but you know he's leaving he, the church in LA he's doing isn't great isn't he
0: like a rugby player or
1: something man he's an athlete so athlete, he just athlete. skipped that
0: and just got cool, the rugby yeah, thing and
1: anything that's a board uh, is surfboard skating wakeboarding the dude mm-hmm. is like freaky good like he could especially with rugby any of those things he could have done to the really? nth degree but um I don't think it's an accident that he's pastoring a church in Southern California. Yeah, you know? that's a yeah. shock. That uh, yeah, up, I know. <laughs> oh, that's weird.
0: You're on the coast. Who would have guessed that? Literally. <laughs> Who would have guessed that? That's so weird. But like everyone at Hillsong can sing except for you. Except for my, me. My friend Paul, I didn't realize in a previous life, he was a worship leader at in London. Exactly. And so... We got together one time, and I'd research. Joel had told me this. He said, Oh yeah, he was a worship guy, and so I went online. and I found a song that he had written, and so we get in the car, and I have my like my phone plugged in or Bluetooth or whatever, and it just him start singing, and it, it he just was so uncomfortable, and it was. The best thing I've ever... Like, it was the best worship experience I've ever had with the Hillsong song.
1: <laughs> you just really went there. Well, you're never going to find anyone of me anywhere ever. I'm going to look. You, please look. Uh, but you, there'll be sermons okay. over the last 30 years. Hopefully. I uh, thank God that I have a ministry life prior to the internet.
0: You know what's going to happen, though? We're going to get the families together. We're going to do our swim workout, and I'm going to have a speaker set up underwater, and it's going to be you singing some. Like we're going to have to like stretch out your vocals, just like like just focus, and that's it's going to happen. I'm sure
1: people are being blessed. This <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I again, I didn't get to read your book, so I just have to make stuff. We're up making as we're unexpected
1: going. things up. So yeah, unexpected. Uh, it's unexpected that
0: I didn't. Can I tell you sing? something? Every word I've read from that book has. Been everything I expected it to be
1: I imagine that it would have It, it has not defied your
0: expectation When you wrote that word um, th- Those in, in the book um, What did
1: you really mean? Uh, <laughs> the All the words that I wrote Or just the unexpected word yeah, the, That mm, You know I, been a, <laughs> There's been a progression Because you know I started in 2012 with Undaunted, then it went to unstoppable Then it uh-huh. went to unashamed And then I did unshakable And now I've done Unexpected because wow. it would have been unexpected that there would have been another unbook.
0: You're you're on brand though.
1: I'm on is that, brand. Is that the key? Well, I, it never meant to be, but it became that, and so now, you know, I like going this. into the future, I, I've I've got two more uns coming out. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: so, I've got my first book out, and I fi- it? it's I uh, it's called God Over Good. I'm looking down because my publisher just gave me something to ah, just to give a yeah. giveaway, but I realized I need to turn this into like a, a trilogy, like God Over Good, maybe God Over. Bad would be the well, next one or, or
1: got over mediocre I, I but, <gasps> you know, I'm just thinking because um, it worked for harry potter There's something about just building on the lord of the Rings series the mm-hmm. harry potter series, you know I just think like someone's the un. oh, I, JK, I just, yeah, there's just something like you, I, <clears throat> I heard that
0: um, jk Rawlings route Ra- as Ra- i'm saying, right? Ralling, I think you're you're not american So I figure like you know each other
1: because I well, it, of course because britain and, uh, you know, the UK and Australia, like, just biological. Yeah, it's basically. Connected, yes. There's I, a genetic I'm a Texan. Anything outside of
0: Texan no, is you just. Use your own ants.
1: country. Then yeah. the rest of England threw the tea overboard and said, see you later, England. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hamilton. I've learned so much about American history. <laughs> and so um, that, that really has helped me very much. Yeah. And then, um, then, then Texas. I, I met a lot of Texans. I did not. Realize that you're a country unto yourselves. And so it has been eye opening that there is the 49 United states of america and then texas Texas, yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's been great it's been <laughs> awesome
0: awesome mate i'm really glad that you have some austin texas experience like that's really good for i you. love
1: austin because you know i had a lot of time in san antonio and houston and victoria and lubbock and amarillo and dallas are you surprised i know all you, I'm, this how is how is that i know like three cities you know, and i've spent so much time there but i sort oh. of went to austin and went oh home okay because it's you know it's like it's more i come from a very secular humanist pagan like just mm-hmm. real world so i feel like i was awesome. hoping you would have gone with like
0: it's a it's cool it's pretty it's got good food you know there's water i was hoping you're gonna go that direction no it's a pagan. <laughs> it's just like awesome it's
1: like, like oh my people okay i'm here that's that's
0: it yeah okay yeah. so okay but you not not. so um now you've been to san antonio yes. which is the home of
1: probably our most famous Church of Christ person, Max Ocato. Oh, yes. And you know Max, right? Max is my friend and um, so gracious. Uh, he wrote the Forward to Undaunted in 2012, and I had just met him at a conference, and he was so gracious. I I spoke, and you know, back then I was a lot less refined. I don't know that I'm any more refined <laughs> now, but um, I was still in my Hillsong glory, and so I just kind of um, went for it in, in in this particular environment, and he was un unbelievably uh, gracious and you kind of, you know, he's the legend, Max Locato, the the author of, you know, 90 million plus books and um, uh, because I didn't know what he looked like physically, I didn't realize it was him. He just so humbly came to my husband and I and just prayed for us. He said, oh, my name's Max, like as if he could have been, you know, any kind of elder in the room. And I mean, as if I didn't already have enough esteem for him, but it went up another thousand levels when I went home and then he direct messaged me on Twitter and I went to Nick, Oh my word, that man that prayed for us that was That was Max, that Max. That was that Max. And uh you just go, Oh my word, when someone is more than you even would have imagined, uh, he really was. So mm. um and then from there we developed a friendship with his wife, his daughters and mm. um they are Better than you imagine, just wonderful people.
0: So he's like your Church of Christ person. Well, he's
1: the only contact I had with the Church of Christ because mm. I didn't, I didn't know. You know, he taught me certain things, and um, I, I didn't know in certain Church of Christ churches there was no music. Now, of course, you could understand. Uh, Not that the concept is entirely foreign, because I grew up in a Greek Orthodox church. So there is, you know, 18 years of my life were three-hour liturgies in ancient Greek, which nobody speaks, and um, no music. There's just, uh, you know, chanting. And so, um, but I didn't really know of a Protestant church, because then my next experience is Hillsong. I'm not sure, (laughs) you know. It seems like a little difference. If you've had any sort of experience in the Hillsong world, but, but from my now, I have a a renewed understanding of the uh, Church of Christ world after this morning. So I now recognize that there are some slight disparities just in worship expressions. Really? Like yet, what? Just, you know, no, no biggie. But when I walked in this morning, um, I thought, I I said to my host, you know, I said, am I going straight um, up to speak? Because I there was just a platform, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she said to me, oh, no, no, there's music first. I, I thought, that's interesting. So I, I imagine there must be like back tra- backing tracks or something because <laughs> I thought, wow, okay, so mm-hmm. obviously... At Pepperdine, there just was not enough time to set up, you know, a a band. Because too busy getting you ready. Well, I thought they must have been preparing. They must have been praying and fasting for me coming, which I would imagine I would have probably been interceding and fasting for the last month. (laughs) And um, but I saw no drum kits, no amps, no nothing, no guitars. So I thought, oh, this this is going to be interesting, you know, just whatever. Then um, I just there was like you know seven or eight vocalists that pick up, I saw them pick up a microphone and begin the most stunning a cappella. but I've got to tell you, Luke, all I thought about, you wouldn't know this, but was Max had told me that it's some Church of Christ churches, there's not any instruments. Now, I didn't think he was serious. (laughs) You thought he was joking. Yeah, literally, I thought maybe back in the dark age, I don't know, before (laughs) before electricity, I don't know what I was thinking, Mm -hmm. but it didn't really compute. All I could think of, like I have to be Honest in that first song I didn't worship Because all I kept thinking was Max was right <laughs> Max wasn't joking That's all I kept thinking Max um, wasn't joking Max wasn't joking mm-hmm. like, um, Now the music was stunning Well the mm-hmm. voices were stunning But all I thought was You know Max. Just a little bit different To my Hillsong experience That's all Just, just a, little, a different. little bit And I've been on the Outcry tour For these last 19 nights mm-hmm. So there has been Bethel music ver- Vertical worship Mosaic And elevation mm-hmm. so just a slightly different mm-hmm. worship experience to what i encountered so you know i just wasn't there's a difference
0: i know different. at hillsong there's hillsong worship there's mm-hmm. hillsong united which is like joel's yeah and then there's young and free huh what do you think the name of the hillsong group that would be the ones that would do acapella going forward do you think i mean um, i think that would be the next iteration
1: well i think so i could see it now you know hillsong unlimited unleashed um i just uh,
0: those are your book titles i think you can see
1: the un un yeah unexpected it would be very unexpected if Mm -hmm. there was a hill song yeah but you know i I can't (laughs) you know anything's possible we had a song once yes all things are possible it was a great album so Mm -hmm. maybe that's going to come back
0: yeah maybe so in the acapella go go tell them them, those Go people, them. that there are iterations of their songs that are arranged for a cappella singing, that they never knew, but there are, like... After today, I, I would believe it. I, I'm, th- thank you that you'd have to see it. Like, I literally am a pastor of a Church of Christ church. Yes. And then, like, at the end of it, there's, like, a cappella for... And then it's, like, Joel and whoever.
1: It was... All, and and well, Brooke's name
0: at the bottom for, like, the licensing stuff. So, You know, they I think it it to, to, to
1: realms... When it says in Scripture that um, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could ever ask, hope, or think, or that your eye hasn't seen, your ear hasn't heard, I experienced that today. That's right. And I went, wow, -hmm. the things that God has.
0: Okay. Well, what I'm going to pray is that there's going to be a new worship album that's Justin Bieber leading it, and it's just acapella. Mm. I think that really would be...
1: Well, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of potential in that because he just sort of did the reckless love... Acapella, the, the Instagram rendition video. himself, yeah, and that was like no music, just him. So I feel like um I'm just saying. You know what? You could be onto something. I'm just saying. I'm I'm putting it out there. I just think people need to talk it. to people who talk to people. Yeah, yeah well, You're
0: the first, the second person, and you get it to three and four, and then there you go. It's just, just
1: one degree of separation.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, but you, you're all around, like all the different almost like religious experiences that you can find in Christendom. Like you're there. Obviously you're Greek Orthodox background, Hillsong. You're here. You're doing the Bethel stuff, Women of Joy, the If Gathering. Uh, is your official like, like, ro- roving ambassador for Hillsong? Is that like a joke or is that a serious thing? Because no. Paul said that's kind of like <laughs> what, what do I do. It, um,
1: I'm, yeah, we sort of just, uh, well, you know, Yes, I've been kind of unofficially, not in any sort of formal. You're like the mascot. Capacity. Yeah, the cheerleader. I'm like Aunt Chris. Like I don't know. I'm in my fifties now, so I don't know if that what that makes me. That's the cra- aunt. I'm the crazy aunt.
0: I was going to say big sister, but yeah. you go with aunt. Yeah, That's well, fine. everyone
1: needs a crazy aunt from Sydney, Australia, the, yeah. and a Greek one that didn't speak English till she was five. So that that like I have, and you know nowadays yeah. here I am. I do events with Lifeway and. Stuff I've just you know was at our women's conference for Hillsong and then i'm um, at Lifeway I run Propel events and here I am at a Church of Christ event and just did, I mean across the breadth of the body of Christ um, I I love it because I get to see the beauty and diversity mm-hmm. and the cray cray of all of it it's so it's wonderful know. it's so, awesome so you
0: see all of them and I guess like the the first question is like. W- Obviously, which one's right? Like, yeah, which is
1: there is only one right one. You know that, don't you? Yeah, that's you are. Ch- I would think if I church. came to your church in Austin, and because I, I think like Church of Christ, I mean, I, I said that this morning because I don't know where you go from there. It's it, it's finished. Like yeah. I think I was ready to be raptured it's, after I finished that talk. I, I I didn't even know if I'd get through it. I thought maybe halfway through, since I'm talking to the Church of Christ. It was because I mean Hillsong. Where is that's we, there's no it's like a Psalm, Christ like in it. The there's, message version. That's that's the message. Eugene sort of took mm-hmm. Church of Christ, and then he just, I think he just found. Here's the translation. Here's a a great, great, we're going to call it Hillsong.
0: You know what's weird is that you felt like you're going to be raptured because you're preaching at a Church of Christ. Other people thought they were going to be condemned to the other place because they were hearing a woman preach at a Church of Christ.
1: Simultaneously, two things happen. I would have been raptured up and they would have been tugged down. I mean, it is amazing what can happen at a Church of Christ meeting.
0: Because like you said, nothing's impossible with God.
1: Nothing. All things are possible.
0: Do you you like that role of like, I, I get to see a little taste of all these different expressions of Christianity.
1: Yeah, I believe, like I, I really believe that's part of my mandate, you know, that um, to build bridges and tear down walls um, and it's only God could do it. I kind of feel like, you know, when Peter kind of walked out of prison, everyone's like, uh, how did that happen? What, how did, I feel like that's, I'm sure there would have been a lot of people mm-hmm. sitting in that room today going like, like how'd she get in here? Like, what, <laughs> How did that happen that she, a mm-hmm. woman, um, has a microphone in her hand at the uh, conference of the Church oh. of Christ pastors and I would say in so many settings people are like how did that sort of charismatic be in this cessationist meeting like and talking you know no. so I, 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 or how did um you know like I think anywhere it would go it would be um, Whatever part of me that God has made, so in areas that maybe have been weak, perhaps in their application of justice, God would have me through our work with A21, you Mm -hmm. know, speaking in that context um, on mission and evangelism, because I'm just so driven, you know, by evangelism, and yet with this whole thread of social justice and women, Mm -hmm. you know, with what I do with Propel. Um, And then... uh, it's funny because I'm I'm nowhere near left enough for the left, and I'm nowhere near right enough for the right. So I kind of orbit in this central yeah. in this middle space, um, in the whole time. And I think what God uses me to do maybe is in some areas, uh, like all of us, you know, all of us have got great strengths and great weaknesses, and I can help strengthen some of those mm-hmm. uh, those parts. I'm not out to change anybody. I love that. I love this morning. So so, say, you know, exactly what is there. But if I can help move the needle on a couple of things that the Holy Spirit may be speaking to that movement. So maybe it is about women, you know, maybe women are speaking or um, whatever it might be. If I can help it go from A to B, that's that's really mm-hmm. what I see. Is I can um, I want to come alongside and help move the needle a little bit. I'm not here to kind of wave a flag for a particular cause other than the cause of Christ. Yeah. And so I figure that every tradition has got great strengths and great, including my own, and great yeah. weaknesses. Um, and God often brings in. Someone from the outside to inspire. I really think transformation really only happens from the inside, but inspiration can come from the outside. So I think I can come from the outside and help inspire, maybe give a bit of a picture. Um, But then God has got his people at work inside that will bring transformation. And you've got to be committed to the long haul for that. So I don't know who I would think I was if I flew in and went, wow, I'm here to bring you an answer. It's like if I can just help move the needle a little bit and learn and glean from you, Mm -hmm. you strengthen my weak parts as well. And I think because I genuinely believe that and 30 years have proven that, I've always worked, even in Australia, um, across denominations. God has always opened doors for me in places where women historically haven't been given a door or a voice. And God has always given me supernatural favor, whether it's how far he's taken A21 and some of the Uh uh, incredible uh, opportunities he's given us, breakthroughs he's given us, and accolades the Lord's given us that have helped open other doors for us what he's done with Propel, which is pretty supernatural, across the breadth of the church. Um, and then the doors he's given me into denominations. Uh, it's its quite stunning to me. It, it is like if I tried to plan it, there's not a chance I could ever do that. So it is a little bit old school. God opens doors, no man can shut. The promotion yeah. doesn't come from north, south, east or west. So when people go, I don't have any five-year plan, never have had. I don't have... Mm-hmm. Um, It's not even that, you know, have you always prayed for this? I've sensed a call to the body, capital B, to Mm -hmm. the church, capital C, throughout my whole life. God has always done that. Um, But I haven't, like, come out waving a flag for women, for justice, for this, for that. I think it's just a byproduct of being a Christian. I think the medium is the message. So I am a woman. You're not going to change that. I know that it might be shocking to you. I
0: thought that. I know. Yeah, Yeah. it
1: is. You're very discerning. You obviously have.
0: I've got a master's degree. The
1: spirit. I can see. You know. I went to seminary. It was so prophetic. I knew that you were a closet charismatic, and so you know. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you know, there's there's kind of like I do that, and it's not like is just. Well, it's a byproduct to me of being a Christian, mission, evangelism, witnessing. It's a byproduct of being a Christian. transforming seeing transformation in the world around us it's a byproduct of being a christian so i um the gifts of the spirit fruit of the spirit need them all that's why there's nine of each that's like we need them all so can we just um not limit it to do you speak in tongues don't you i mean like really like uh, some of you i'd rather you don't and you are kind that would be nice and so you know it's like it would be like uh yeah it's just i don't have a dog in the fight for that um yeah but if we can all be fully empowered to do what God's called us to do. We have a world that is desperate to know the love and the grace and the goodness and the mercy of God. Um, and we need some power. And um, we're hemorrhaging a generation from the church that we don't need to hemorrhage. If we, I think if we could, um, if we could display... Uh, not dilute the Bible or water down our Christianity, but if we could just have a lot more love um, for each other and go, so I get to walk into all these different denominations and traditions, um, and I genuinely love them. Um, And then God gives me the right conversations with the right people so that if trans- if he wants to transform something in there, it's going to happen through a person that's probably already in it. Sure. And I'm going to develop a relationship behind the scenes with that person and be able to speak into that at that level.
0: Yeah. So you're friends with uh, Brian Perry, Zahn. You've known BZ yes. for oh, a long yeah, time. yeah, way
1: back from the word of life days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: and. So I love BZ and got to know him uh, over the years in the podcast. And one of the things I really value about him is that he talks about how he can float in all these different circles. And he doesn't try to change them, but he tries to glean and learn from them. Me too, And I feel like so many of us are like, oh, okay, we're not enemies – we're 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 on the same team. We're collaborators, and there are unique things that Hillsong is that my church is never going to like. Yeah. We, we can't do that. I, like, I just, it's just never going to happen. And there's unique things about what we do that I think are a gift to, to Christendom. Totally. And how is it that we move past the like? I'm competing. I've got to make everyone meet instead of that sort of attitude that you're having of I'm going to glean and just love everyone and learn from one another. I think
1: this is going to. I think it's actually going to happen in your generation because. Um, uh, a whole lot of you have stuck with it, thank God, and, um, and have realized some of, well, I'm sort of in between, but the generation above me, that was kind of my way or the highway, and this is the best way, and this is God's mm. chosen way. Um, I think a lot of us have grown up under that and gone, well, it didn't really work in terms of transforming mm-hmm. uh, the world around us, bringing unity. Um, mm. It hasn't worked. Competition and comparison has not worked. Um, Your way is not the only way, and God is definitely, I don't think, going to make sure that any one way, any one tradition or any one denomination is going to be the way because Mm -hmm. um, His manifest wisdom and um, glory is reflected through all of us together. Like I love, I love it all. I love doing stuff with Lifeway, and I love doing stuff with Hillsong, and mm. I love doing stuff with you guys. Like today, you know, mm-hmm. I love doing. Um, I'm thinking about sending my girl, my daughter, to this She's school. Done, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you know, you. Um, and she goes to a Presbyterian school um, at this point. So I um, and I love my Bethel yeah. family, and I love elevation, and um, and I genuinely love it, all. and I can see very clearly kind of from a 35,000 feet perspective how God's using it all and you go oh he's working all this together and um And he needs us all firing on all cylinders in what we're called to do and collaborating where there's a place to collaborate, building bridges, tearing down walls. But it doesn't mean we have to do everything together in the same way. That's not what unity is. And I think we've misunderstood what unity is. It's not even holding hands, singing Kumbaya and just, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's running in our lane, cheering each other on, but understanding um, in every race, every runner runs, there's a lane. And I think that's, I don't no. think we need to apologize for our lane, um, nor try to make anyone else jump in our lane. Understand that within our lane, God's going to call people that are going to come into that slipstream. Um, but all of us that are running here, it's like, oh no, we're cheering each other on. And oh. um, if someone trips, I'm the first in your lane to help pick you yeah, up and good. to help come alongside. And I think in many traditions, uh, You know, I'm thinking, you know, I won't mention it, but there's several things happening in the body right now where there are, because I've built up trust over the years in certain situations where there's major crisis, I would be one of the first phone calls. Can you come in this Sunday? Can you come in? And I I so love and honor that um, and am very grateful to God that I can be entrusted to do that. And it would be traditions very different to ours, but they know I'm not going to jump on and in any way, uh, try to, uh, damage the body or slander the body, or it, you're not going to ever see me, um, on social media, speaking ill of the church, um, speaking ill of people in the church, uh, because I, I just love her too much. Is she flawed? Absolutely. Cause I'm in it. Um, but I, I love her. I love her. And she's Jesus's bride. You know, if I was walking up the aisle and, um, one of Nick's groomsmen or someone in the congregation said, oh, man, she's ugly. That dress is terrible. Oh, I can't stand. Nick would punch him out. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes Jesus is like, you know, could you just please be careful about how you talk about my bride? And um, there's plenty of things that are a bit cray-cray at the moment. But, you know, it's not that we don't know it. If you're filled with the Spirit, you're kind of aware, okay, it's not great. We don't need to add fuel to that fire. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think so. So I think there are places we could display unity better and, um, some of that is just by not venting on social media, to be honest. That's, that, um, and it, it, it's got a lot less to do with holding hands around a campfire, singing Kumbaya and a whole lot more by saying, you know what, I'm going to stand with you, um, by not coming against you. And I think no. that there's a lot to be said for that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Nick, who's sitting right behind uh-huh. you, my favorite thing about this morning was watching him like, amen you on. Yeah. I, like that's like, I, I like that i don 't know what it was happening i'm I'm so processing that, but I thought you've heard the the sermon before i'm assuming you've heard her talk, and you're still like at
1: I could tell you I two, like that yeah in and he's been Alongside me, we've been married 22 years, so that's a lot of messages he's um, heard. And, and my wife has heard me preach a ton of times as well. And it is. And it's no. like an engagement. But I, I feel like when God called us, he called us. I mean, Nick oversees all the uh, logistics. I mean, we have over 200 staff in 15 countries. So it's, it's a huge operation, mm-hmm. A21. Um, that's all him. Operationally, everything. Um, so everyone in one way, shape, or form would report back there. But he also... At least ninety percent of the time that I speak would be there, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, and would be my biggest cheerleader. I don't know; it must be a grace. From, you'd have to ask him, but it must be a grace from God to be able to hear um, stories, you know, over and over again and kind of really be engaged. But the thing is uh, also that I think if you're if you know you're on assignment, so for me, you know, if people go, "Can you give a talk?" I laugh. I tweeted that this morning. I I don't talk. I talk in my sleep probably. But, you know, uh, so there's life and there's preaching and there's spirit. So when you're in the moment with someone, Mm -hmm. you know that you're on assignment and, you know, something is happening spiritually. And we truly, this is the Pentecostal side of me, of course, (laughs) you know, we believe this thing is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And that when the word goes out from our mouth, it will do what the thing that God has purposed for it to do. So you're in the moment. You know what I mean? So I think for us, uh, we know we're on assignment. And so... Um, and his yes and amen, um, in some places where I speak... you know, I think uh, I'm just thinking in particular some of my African-American brothers and sisters when I'm in their conferences and, you know, I'm the only white girl, they're shouting me down. I mean, I can't even hear yeah. Nick's amen. Now, this morning in this particular context, Nick was the loudest voice in the room, <laughs> potentially the only voice in the room. <laughs> and so yeah, that's not really I mean, what we do. No, it's not really, you know. Uh, and so I'm depending on like, oh, my gosh, you know, like talk back to me because even in our Hillsong culture, it's quite an affirming culture. So there's a talking back too, and um, especially I do. I preach all around the world. So I mean, lots of uh, ethnic communities, African American communities, and they'll shout you down. Yeah. You know, they will shout you Let d- me just. Um. I brought in a friend of
0: mine who's, mm-hmm. who's here today. Uh, he's from LA, African American guy. His church is African American. And he comes to my church, which is predominantly white. And all of a sudden, people start amening. I'm yeah. like, where have you people been? Like, I'm
1: here every Sunday. You've never amen this much. But so it's amazing. I, I don't know. And I think, um, I think the people in the congregation can make a preacher preach better. Because it's what they'll bring out of you, is um, you're like, where did that come from? Because I can speak a sermon in one particular crowd and um, give exactly the same message in another one. And in one crowd, it feels like the words just fall dead because the receptivity is not there. There's a, I think that, uh, and we teach our congregations in our world, in our Hillsong world. You teach? teach yeah, to lean into the word because they will determine. How good the preaching is, not me. It's I'm not the one that decides how good it is. On, they are. When you said lean in, is like
0: physically, I literally no, just a, leaned in physically a, yeah, when you like said you that. I was like, Tell me there's more. How do I? What can I do to my church notes? And so
1: when you are talking back, so you're interacting with this word because it's living and active. You get to choose because you will draw so much more out of me than I've even got in me. You're not going to just draw my little three points on the thing. Yeah, it's going to come. So I utterly believe the receptivity of the uh, congregation. Totally determines the effectiveness and the uh, how good the sermon is. Period.
0: Okay, like hypothetically, if my parishioners are listening, <laughs> give them the give them the five minute. Like, okay, I don't have five minutes. Give them the two minute. Like, literally, you're leaning. What you need
1: to do is number one, you come already prepared, and um, you're not just sitting in the back or sitting in any chair. You. F- fill that place from the front. And yeah, you yeah. go and you start filling every seat. You pull out pen, and notebook, because if nothing else, it says, I'm engaged. I don't care if you're doing tic-tac-toe, you'd look like you are engaged and you are there and you're ready. But what you would be doing is, um, I'm taking notes. And when he says something that in your spirit affirms, you're like, yes, amen. That's right. That's all you simply, like it does, you know, you don't have to, I mean, no, I, go to an African-American church and see how they're doing it. Like if um, I've finished with the story about my girl, about Mummy, can we go find some darkness? And I was in one of the conferences I was in last week. This whole gym today would have been up on their feet and they would have been like shouting me down and, um, I would have went so much further with that, I, I, you know, where I could have gone. They would have drawn, there's a drawing out of you because that's what, I mean, if preaching, if we truly believe what happens in, preaching is not like any other, it's not, I'm not giving a talk, it's not communication, it's not a TED talk, uh, it's not a uh, motivational speech it's preaching. There, There is a reason we preach and teach the Word of God. So, I mean, we'd have to deconstruct what that is anyway. So, if you're listening to this, you come in, pull out note, paper, so you're engaged, you're yesing, you're amening, and um, you go, that's good. It's just a simple thing is that you're talking back. It doesn't have to be every five seconds or you, you'll get shocked the first time you do it, but then it becomes so natural. So, if you walked into a Hillsong world, you're just It's just what we do, because I am so determined that I am going to hear God through you, that I want you to be the best you can, because somewhere through your words, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to me. And He does what only He can do. He takes one word, and if there's 200 people in the congregation, He will divide that word up in 200 different ways. There's always two sermons happening. There's a sermon I'm preaching, and the sermon that the congregation's listening to. So you determine what you're going to listen to based on how engaged you are to the word. Don't make your pastor have right. to work for it. Don't make him have to earn your respect as a listener. You have ears to hear, so you determine how good that sermon's going to be before you ever walk in on a Sunday.
0: That's good. Let's just, I want to make people listen about 10 <laughs> times. Because I don't know how, hey, um, Christine said that this is how y'all <laughs> <That's> should, <it. laughs> how should act on Sunday morning. Totally. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Totally. totally. Like, what you put into it, you're going to get something out. 100%.
1: And- and there And no, pa- is no passive listening in Christianity. Let him who has ears to hear. How many times is that in the scripture? Read the scripture. Where there's no passive reading, scripture there's no passive listening. And so, um, too many congregations make their pastor work way too hard, and then they wonder why they're not getting anything out of it. It's got nothing to do with his preparation; everything to do with their receptivity.
0: When when you tell that story about your daughter, you know, it's it's about the darkness. How the. It, it's such a great story. I, I, I probably should tell the whole story. She goes to Walmart, tries to do the flashlight. It's so bright in Walmart because they like, try to blind you with the, like, the, the terrible lighting. And then, she quick, give me some darkness so I can see how this thing works. Something that I said. Great story. You said that at the Hillsong Conference. Mm-hmm. And the rooms, what's the language you use? Calling... Calling you down? Calling... Oh, shouting me down. Sh- oh, shouting? Okay. Again. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I, I haven't been. Uh, but anyway, so they're they're doing that. And you said that you're going to go so much further, yeah. so much deeper.
1: So then I would... That would just be my springboard okay. into what light is in the world. And so that that. But at that point, I, w- I would be... I mean, I don't even know. Let me think where I would go. But, but I t- would,
0: tell me... Give me the opposite. Like, when that didn't happen, do you... But you've done this so much, your experience. Yes. You understand what's going to happen. You probably exegeted the room. Yes. You knew where it was oh, going to go. Absolutely, but young Christine, which you're still young, um, but <laughs> young as a preacher, Younger. Uh, no. you, you, like twenty one year old. Yeah. Like that's you five years ago. Um, when you hear that, you think to yourself, "Oh, I guess this isn't working. God doesn't bless, God's not blessing this.
1: I sh- I need to stop. I need to back." Is that what you're, is that self talk? Yeah. Well, that or I think what uh, what some young preachers in experience do is they will try to work it. Uh, And it sounds like you're driving the people. And it's like, because you want to just, this is how this is going to end. And I know where Mm -hmm. the, and you're like, uh, the people are not there. (laughs) Effective Mm -hmm. communication presupposes that they're actually listening to what you're saying. So um, I, younger me then would have been, um, no, younger, 21 year old me, 30 years ago, I wouldn't have known where it could have gone. It was once I started getting into some, um, uh, African American circles where i 'm like, "Oh my gosh, where did that just come from? Why did I keep going? Where did that And then I realized they drew that out of me mm-hmm. i don 't know how else to explain it you know i don 't know what proper theological language would be, but they drew it out of me so now um, I know, but I could tell very early on, um, but I could also see these people are highly engaged. I knew. What I said in this group mattered more than how I said it. In certain groups, how I say it matters more than even what I say because of just the room and the way the people are and the way they're used to being spoken to. So um, here, obviously, it's a very well-educated... M- most people in that room would have been seminary-educated. Theology really matters. Um, I could have been reading a manuscript in a monotone and they would have been engaged like because they're listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew... I'm not like going into an environment where I'm going to how I say what I say is in, is mm-hmm. as important as what I say. So um, I was more I was much more conscious here about what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of content. I knew content really matters in this place, mm-hmm. and so um, and I wanted to be to make sure that there was growth in you know my content yes. sort of built one thing on the other. Anyway, so. Um, it was, uh, and I knew how I ended that I wasn't going to end like with everyone standing in the rafters, which is why I ended with that poem about the pit. Yeah. I was turning my pages because I knew, um, I, I would never have gone to that poem in the safe. I was in my setting because I would never have had time. It wouldn't have even gotten there because you we built on, that. oh, I would have built. And then I don't know what I would have said, but it, I would have taken the whole analogy of salt and light and that light, mm-hmm. um, it would have went places into people's everyday life. Would that what poem have, would have been the same in a different... Yeah, but in a different way. I would have used it in a different context. you they you
0: to close with that, you probably would have...
1: Yeah, I would have used that as a sort of is somewhere when I was building. talking about the lost and um, yeah. how people end up lost. You know, when I did that Luke 15, mm-hmm. I might have thrown it more into there. I'm glad I even brought it with me because I thought that was a good way to finish here. Yeah. But I would have... Yeah, uh, worked well here. I had it with me, but I would have... If I was going to use it, I would have probably used it when I was talking about Luke 15, the lost sheep, gotcha. the lost coin, the lost son. And maybe so. uh, somewhere I would have landed on lostness. But um, Have you heard the,
0: the Alcoholics Anonymous version of that story? Uh-uh. Where the... Um, you know, person falls in a pit someone says oh this is a ladder to how you can pull yourself up blah 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 the alcoholic says i'm going to get in the pit with you because i know how to dig my i know how to get out of here wow and it's like a beautiful Powerful. You look that and one up. Do look it up yeah, yeah. that's Some awesome of my friends in 12 step told me i was like that's a great and so i thought that's, that's awesome. where you're going but yours is great those are great too. So, hypothetically, when you're in Austin next, I mean, maybe you could stop in my church and kind of we could talk through this. Um, I mean, I don't know if you have it on the calendar, but we go ahead and schedule it now. I've got my calendar up. Um,
1: okay. Um, <laughs> talk to the man because he does okay. all the scheduling.
0: Nick's been over there yes. I, on his phone. I think he's been uh, just typing this out so we can have a manuscript of the podcast. What you and
1: Do you see how he's got the Hillsong look? Yeah, all it, black. All black with the. Brown boots.
0: Yeah. Very, very Okay, this is time to go uh, This has been outstanding oh, This has been an unexpected, unexpected Blessing And you know what? <laughs> There's a great book out With the same title Which I know you're, everyone's Going to love to get
1: I, I actually uh, hope they do but I, I don't know that I've written A more important book To be honest And to say mm-hmm. that As a 51 year old person In ministry for 30 years uh, That speaks to this time In many ways Because, you know The last couple of years Have been quite cray cray On the earth mm-hmm. There's no doubt You know, so many changes politically economically morally socially and it's been interesting to me to see how a generation has navigated that um just because the world's going cray cray doesn't mean you have to (laughs) and uh it's fascinating to me to have watched certain people unravel and the bible says you know only those things that can be shaken will be shaken so that those things that cannot be shaken will remain and so i go through and talk about a lot of different things um that are unexpected, which is called life. Jesus didn't say if trials come; he said when. When, when? Yeah. and I think it's time for us to grow up a little bit and go. Hang on a minute. Uh, has everything changed theologically because things changed politically? No. Has everything changed theologically because things changed economically, or it's because the moral landscape of the world has shifted? And so, as I went through, you know, what do you do when you get unexpected news? I talked about when I got a cancer diagnosis a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Uh, a friend betrayed me, you know, just different stuff that, that happens. What do you do when, you know, your business tanks? You All you ever want to do is get married and you're still single at 45. Uh, you know, you're not no. going to be able to bear children, whatever. Um, or our expectation of God is so small compared to what I believe He wants to do. So through story, but also uh, kind of speaking from a place of faith, um, I think I'm really addressing... Something that says like what that I see uh, in my travels is like the enemy is after our faith, and it's interesting to me as I'm watching people kind of pull back and lower their expectation of God, Christianity, Mm -hmm. our mission, what God's called us to do. Dilute certain things in the Mm -hmm. Bible and theologically, I'm like, "Uh, ah, the Bible still says what the Bible says, and the Bible is still what it is, and um, so it's interesting to me to watch some of the shift across the generations. Um, because certain things have been shaken. So anyway, in all of that, I'm like, um, unexpected stuff happens, but there are certain things you could still expect in the midst of the unexpected. So anyway, mm. you can get the book and find out what I'm talking about. That's awesome. Lots of stuff. That's in
0: there. O- uh,
1: awesome, mate. Awesome.
0: Uh, uh, that's that's really good.
1: Like oars. Uh, oars? Like oar. Awesome. So think of oars in a boat. Or. Awesome. That's better. Or that
0: that that I sound terrible. Okay, you sound good when you guys say it. Awesome. It, Nick, can you say it right? Awesome. Yeah, so that's, that sounds better. Okay, you got to go sign some books. This has been all awesome. careless. Thanks for checking out Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You are now adjourned.